Welcome back to Everly Dunning. We are in the middle of season three. Uh, it's great to be with you. My name is Ben and I'm joined as ever by... Hi, I'm Robin. Nice to be back with you. Uh, what a joy this is. And um, the great joy for us in this episode is we get to introduce you, if you don't already know him, to our great friend, friend of the show, I think we'll, we'll call him, even though he's not, uh, our good friend, Michael Tinker. So, Michael, um, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Um, yes, I'm called Michael and I am wife to Joe, and we have three lovely children, um, two of whom are entering their sort of well, teenage years. So that's fun, um, along with many joys. And I spend a lot of my time making music for children. What kind of music for children do you make, Michael? Hopefully good music, though um, some people may disagree. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it's not Baby Shark, is it? It's definitely not Baby Shark. Um, no. In fact, we had a single, um, we, we put a single into the charts at one point and it got to number two in the family thing. I'm pretty sure it beat Baby Shark for like five hours or something. So I, I take that as a win. But it's, it's, it's Christian music? Yes, it is Christian music. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's lots of different styles of music. So we've done jazz, rock, Springsteen, Beatles, country. There is one rap song, but um, I don't do that often. Boom? Are you talking boom? I am talking boom. You do so do that often. <laughs> I do that in the show. I don't. I don't do other songs that are rap. I should say. If if you um, if you haven't come across Michael, you'll maybe want to know that Michael's um, Facebook Live show kept our family going over over lockdown uh, with regular requests for his rap song "Boom." That um, was. I think that was the most requested song by far. And the thing is, it it got uh, so initially. I did it myself, and then Mr. Grumpy would join with me. And then Mr. Grumpy and Igor would join with me. And then sometimes I would be there as Dr. Von Pompernickel with Mr. Grumpy and Igor. So I was trying to switch between three different accents throughout this song, um, which did get slightly insane at points, but it was fun. If, if you've not enjoyed Michael's Facebook Live show, what, what you just heard then made no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> These are different characters that Michael brings in, but uh, with, you know, puppets. So, uh, You're talking about me. Shush. Sorry, that was, that was Mr. Grumpy. Um, guys, come on, do it. Uh, that was Igor. I, yeah, there's 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 many hiding here in the shed, and they feature in your new uh, new TV show. Is that right as well? Yeah. So we we filmed last August. We filmed six episode TV series. We call it a TV series. It's not broadcast on BBC or anything like that as yet. Um, but it's uh, six 20 minute episodes on board the JBI Starship Juniper. Um, flying around space, causing mayhem and learning about God at the same time. And there are lots so. of fun. Do, do check them out. There are lots of fun. We'd, and Michael, we'd love to talk to you today about um, using Christian music as a family. So, but, you know, you're, you're a... Oh, go on, but before we do that, Michael needs to tell us a joke. Oh, I 
completely missed the dad joke. Yeah, well done, Ben. Uh, so, Michael, you, you do do a, a book of jokes, don't you? Kind of dad jokes for kids. Oh, there is. There's Mr. Grumpy's Joke of the Day book. In fact, that came out of the live stream. Um, kids started sending in their, um, their jokes and it made it into a book. So, so the, the, the level is high. The standard is high. Is high. So <laughs> let's hear your dad joke. Uh, let me get, uh, oh, which one can I give you? Um, so the other day, my brother threw a block of cheese at me. I said, that's mature. Hey. There you go. <laughs> oh dear, apologies to those of you who are lactose intolerant. Well, that was worth that was worth breaking into for, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, um, uh, for those of us, um, so you're a dad, you write kids Christian music. Um, how can we helpfully use Christian music um, as as dads? I think the big thing is, uh, this might seem really obvious, uh, but be listening to kids' music and listen to it a lot and listen to it with your kids. Um, so my kind of uh, basic premise for, for writing songs for kids of, uh, of all ages, um, I don't really write for teenagers. Um, they might come back to my music after they've been teenagers, uh, but um, it's mainly for primary school kids. But yeah, my basic premise is that kids grow into truth so they can have truth embedded in their hearts before they really understand it and then over time and with experience um, that truth kind of becomes becomes real and becomes uh, yeah very real to to them and I think that's the that's the principle in Deuteronomy so Deuteronomy 6 I did write this down yeah Deuteronomy 6 verse 7 about uh, talking about God's law and God's word along the road and when you sit down and when you lie down and so on that you're you're talking about it all the time so you're embedding truth in your kids all the time and then at some point when as they grow older and they experience more in life, those experience kind of uh, hit that truth head on. And you suddenly get this, oh, it, th that thing that we were singing about before, that's this. And the connection happens. Um, and, and like I say, that's kind of when it becomes real in the sense that it's, it's meaningful and, and really life-changing. But we can be embedding that truth in kids from, well, whenever you want to start, really. And I think that's where songs come in, because songs stick in a way that, no offence to preachers, but will stick in a way that sermons often don't stick, um, because, because they're repetitive and because they've got a catchy tune alongside it. And you'll remember lyrics, oh, and this is the great thing with misheard lyrics, isn't it? You, you haven't understood the song at all, but something stuck from it because it's so, so catchy. And I think that can be that's that's a great way that we can be embedding truth in our kids is just by listening to a lot of uh, music, music with them and then being there for that moment when experience hits that truth. So you can be there to help them connect the dots. Um, there was a, a lovely moment where my five year old did this. Uh, so my eldest at the time, she was um, she was maybe nine or ten and just struggling struggling with something my wife was sat there with her talking about it and um uh, i think it was struggling with a particular particular sin and worrying about that and our lad who was five at the time came in and whispered to his mum and said um tell eleanor as far as the east is from the west and that's from one of my songs and he that 
truth had been embedded in him, he saw his sister struggling with sin and went, ah, oh, that is about this and was able to apply it in that moment. And that's lovely. That was a five year old doing that. Um, and so we if a five year old can do that, then then we can do that. But to do that, you need to be listening to songs. You need to be listening with your kids. You need to be remembering the words so that you can quote them and you need to know what the song's about so you can make those connections. So don't just let it fly over your head. Well, that's that's a, such a beautiful kind of high five moment as a dad, isn't it? When you're, when you're oh, totally that. down to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you know, wrote the theme song, sang the theme song and, uh, and watched that moment as they connected the dots. That's beautiful. Brilliant. What would you, um, I mean, how, how would you go about choosing good Christian music to be listening to with your kids then? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kids music out there and there's some really good kids music and there's some really terrible kids music. Um, and I'm not saying that all my music is amazing and not everybody's going to like my music and that's absolutely fine. So do find music that you can listen to lots because hopefully if it's good, uh, your kids will be, well, your kids will be wanting it lots. And so you need to be able to listen to it lots, which is partly how I then approach songwriting. I've often got parents in mind that they're going to need to enjoy this as much as the kids are. So I'm going to pick musical uh, genres and, um, you know, what kid knows, I mean, not many kids know who Bruce Springsteen is. Mine do, but anyway. Um, but parents might well know that and know the style and so enjoy the song in a way that the kids will enjoy it differently. Um, so yeah, find songs that you're happy to listen to over and over again. So good quality music as well as good quality words. But I think a big thing that we need to do is find songs that, so there's lots of songs that deal with the big picture uh, Bible themes. So Jesus' life, death, resurrection, absolutely vital to be teaching our kids and embedding. But I think we need to be finding songs that deal with other things in life and struggles and loss and illness and, and so on, because kids face those as well. And so having songs that we're listening to that are embedding those truths. So for instance, okay, so I'm going to have to mention one of my songs, but um, um, sorry, I just noticed my thing was peaking a little bit. Do tell me if it's going too loud. Cut there. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so one of my songs is about identity. So I don't mention the word identity, but it's about being made by God, being lovingly made by God, and that that's who we are. And we don't need to worry about who we are. We can go to our maker. And um, so we do need songs that are dealing with those deep issues, even before the kids are conscious of those issues. So hopefully kids who are listening to that at five years old are learning at that point that they are lovingly made that uh, that that means they belong to somebody and that means that somebody knows what they're for and their purpose and so on and so when they kind of hit the nine and ten and they're starting to hear other things about oh well you can choose to be this and you can choose to be that and and all of those confusing things come in they go hang on but i'm made by god and he loves me and he has purpose for me because he's created me so we need to be finding songs that are dealing with all those other issues as well that's really interesting. So, so actually, there's a kind of depth to the um, to the songs, both emotionally as well as as the kind of content that that's quite important. Yeah, quite important. yeah absolutely. Um, I think uh, 
I try and take from the, uh, I think the model of the Psalms is, is so good, obviously. They are songs, and they're songs to be sung together. And, but the really interesting thing about the Psalms is that, although some of them will be like the songs we sing on a Sunday, they deal with so many difficult issues and some really personal, I mean, um, David writes about his adultery and his repentance from that and murder. Um, we don't sing many hymns about people struggling and responding to having killed somebody or, you know, and coming back from something huge like that. And yet David says this song, I, I'm going to give this to the director of music. So presumably it's going to be sung publicly and maybe, you know, corporately. Um, so, so actually, yeah, I think all of our songs and across the ages need to be dealing with with real life situations, but then walking through those situations for kids and for adults. So David wonderfully goes from that, uh, ah, look what I've done um, to God and saying, but I know you're faithful and good and you can wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. And, you know, and it takes, it kind of walks a road of repentance to praise of God. And our songs can be doing that for people. They can be showing real life situations and then walk through with them. Okay, this, this is how we deal with that. This is how we process it and how we go back to God. Um, so, yeah, there, there should be an emotional depth, like you say, as much as kind of big truths. So, so I mean, it's almost like the Shrek principle, isn't it? For you, that, that, you know, the, 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 the songs need to appeal to, the, to, to adults as well as oh, to so, kids. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Do you see where I was going with that? I thought you were going with onions, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember driving in the car with my dad and, and uh, my mum and having a constant battle to try and get our music on the cassette player, as it was then, uh, rather than, you know, their sounds of the 60s or whatever, which was all well and good. But there's, and I wonder if there's all, almost a sense for us as dads to perhaps look listen properly to the kids songs that they're that we're playing because they're for us as well as for them and not to dismiss them because uh, I don't know a puppet pops up in the middle and, and insults dads everywhere or whatever it might be it, I mean is that is that fair do you think that, that that actually perhaps dads just need to be a little bit better at um at, at listening to what they what their kids are listening to yeah, I mean, I can't speak for every dad, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's always a danger that we'll uh, we'll see time as our own, and you know, I want to listen to what I want to listen to, or watch what I want to watch, and but actually, yeah, good parenting is taking time to uh, to talk with your kids, but also just to observe them and observe what they're watching and listening to, and to do the work of joining those dots. So what will they be learning from this marvel film or encanto or whatever it is what what is it that is they're being taught and actually do i need to counter that they're, to some they're being taught not to talk about it. bruno i think <laughs> exactly that's the main thing they're, not, they're being taught but yeah so we need to we need to be working hard to to understand what they're watching and the stories that they're being told about life and say, okay, where's that different to the Bible story? And how can I be feeding truth into that? Um, I mean, that's, that's just discipling, isn't it? 
and uh, again finding good songs that the kids will want to listen to that are giving the bible story of life and and again i yeah i mean more than I, dare i say this, more than the cross and resurrection i don't mean that the cross and resurrection aren't sufficient but that the gospel is all encompassing so impacts every area so has something to say to encounter it has something to say to me when i'm struggling with what I should do and who I am and so on. And how, um, I mean, you're in a similar situation, I think, to both Ben and I, in that you've got slightly older kids as well as younger ones. How do you balance that time between um, the younger kids going, I want to listen to Michael Tinker, and the, the, I mean, I'm sure you're all your kids I was going to say, my kids never want to listen to Michael Tinker, so that's... <laughs> But that sense in which the younger ones want to listen to some kind of good kids Christian songs and the teenagers are like, ah, we, you know, we want to we want to listen to, you know, someone else. What, how, do you, how do you navigate that discussion and your car drives? Well, I think I think that's a great question. But we're going to have to pick that up in part two. <gasps> so if you want to hear Michael answer that, come back next week. Um, that's all we've got time for right now. Um, you can keep in touch with us. Uh, go to the website, everydaydadding.com or email us on everydaydadding at gmail.com. Um, but for now, it's goodbye and we will pick up this conversation next time. <laughs> <laughs>